Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mints LLC bringing you another Fearless in Pink. We have a awesome, amazing, I'm very honored to have this next guest with us. She is such a, uh, a survivor, a warrior. She's so motivating, inspiring, all of these things. And this is Randy Brown. And Randy has been fighting metastatic breast cancer for five years, but that, that doesn't stop her, guys. No, she is also a artesian metal worker, right? And she makes jewelry. So we're going to talk to her about all these wonderful things that she's doing in her life. Randy, welcome, welcome to Fearless in Pink. Tell us a little bit more about you that I haven't had a chance to cover. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am from Central Virginia, so I'm over here on the East Coast, and uh, I have a 11-year-old daughter. And let's see, we, she and I, like to travel, and we homeschool. And uh, she, she is, she is my my main my main love these days. Um, and I make jewelry for a business that I call Mickey Ann. Um, that I started eight years ago. What's your and, name of it again? Um, it's called Mickey Ann. Uh, I named it after my grandmother's. My, uh, my grandfather called my dad's mom Mickey. That was his pet name for her. And everybody called her Mickey. And then my mom's mom is Peggy Ann. And so I took the Ann and the Mickey and put them together. Okay, I love uh, that. And so... Yeah, no, they they were amazing women. Well, my mom's mom is still alive, and she's she's an amazing woman. Um, and then I am one of the three members of an art collective, uh, and we started out having just pop up markets, and now we have brick and mortar shop. And so let's see. And then I have I have re recently started a business that I call Warrior Artists and Coaching. That uh, my my goal and my heart in that is to uh, support other women um, who are dealing with chronic illness or a breast cancer diagnosis. And within that, I have designed a couple of products that I feel are useful and needed in, uh, in the everyday life of someone dealing with, with chronic illness or a terminal diagnosis or anything. And so that's kind of been my heart is to find ways to to make everyday life a little bit easier and then also be supportive. I feel like that's why we go through things in life is, is to support someone else. So you've been fighting breast cancer for what, five years now, a little over, a little under? So my initial diagnosis was in December, 28, 2016. Um, and so I spent 2017 going through treatment uh, 2018 was mostly trying to like overcome having spent a year in treatment. And then 2019, I got my metastatic diagnosis. And so two years metastatic, um, and then, but five years since initial diagnosis. Let me ask you, uh, you know, and I, you and I had already talked, you know, I had a family member that had, um, uh, that had cancer. And by the time they caught it, you know, it was, it was, it was fairly well along its way, um, lymphoma. And um, it's, it, it's quite the challenge for 
there's two things I think there's the family watching the person you know you know work through this save their life and then there's the person's going through it so there's two different things tell us about how you because you're so positive and you, and you said oh you know I'm going to take lemons and I'm going to make lemonade right I'm going to take this and I'm going to impact people's lives tell us that moment when when you first heard and then when did you decide to say you know what forget this I'm going to kick its ass and then I'm going to make something good about out of it. Tell us about that journey. Well, I think so. I actually just had this conversation uh, just actually in the last half hour. Um, I really, I heard the official diagnosis, got the phone call from the doctor and I might have spent 15 minutes crying. Um, and, and it was really, I was 33 at the time. I had a six-year-old and it just, it was like, you know what? I don't want her to think that we crawl in a corner and just let things attack us and we have no control over them. And so that was, that was really like that initial moment for me was like, okay, this sucks. This has the potential to be bad. Um, I need, I need more information to know how bad, Mm -hmm. um, but also know that we we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together as family. So um, that was kind of the initial thought process. And then as far as I've spent the last probably year to year and a half trying to, trying to, to make more lemonade um, and figure out, uh, you know, I can, I can keep this to myself and keep this story to myself and, and, and even the, the things that I use to kind of keep my, my, my mental, my mental health strong and, and keep like my kind of, I could keep that to myself and my tools. Um, but I didn't want to, and I, and I, I don't want to. And so I really just was like, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And so, um, I got really committed to kind of building the program and building, uh, warrior artists and coaching, um, probably about, let's see, this is September. So probably in March. So about the last six months, have I really become very dedicated to like making this, making this happen. With Now there's, tell, there's the coaching. Tell us a little bit about your coaching. So what is, how did that become? And two things I want to talk to you about. How did you get into that? And then I want to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. So uh, the coaching, it, it, like, I, like that to me, that's like it's it's kind of like the, the vibe word right now. Like it's the word everybody's using. But mm-hmm. I don't. To me, it's more like peer support. Like I just want, I just want to be there. Um, and so I think it it really came out of my own processing, my own, and and realizing. There were some things I hadn't processed uh, even from like five years ago mm-hmm. that uh, if I had maybe had somebody walk with me, uh, maybe if I hadn't been so stubborn about, I'm not joining a support group, a support group is not for me. And I still kind of feel that way um, in like the traditional sense of a support group um, for me personally. But if I'd had like one person who, had similar interests, had uh, similar beliefs, had, had 
kind of that, that like those similarities, but we're walking this journey that in a lot of cases is very different for every woman that experiences it. But I wanted, if I realize, I have come to realize maybe if I had had someone, you know, again, with those same similar interests and in, 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 in faith values that maybe it wouldn't have taken me five years to start processing those thoughts and feelings. And so that's where, that's where the coaching came from. Um, and it's, I have it broken down into, if you just want someone to walk through while you're getting diagnosed, mm-hmm. or if you want someone there from like the moment you're diagnosed through the end of treatment, um, I have it broken up into, I call them stages, uh, you know, kind of taking the, a little bit of play on, on stages of cancer, you could stage one to stage four. And so I kind of broke it down like that a little bit. And then, you know, and, and so we could, we could just have like a consultation and, um, I could share kind of my story with you a little bit, hear your story and see if that blends well, if that's something that works for you or have, uh, or we can work together for the entire time you're in treatment. Um, And so that, that, and then blending my love of art with the coaching, I feel like art is very therapeutic. I can remember times as, even as an adolescent in the art that I did uh, in high school, just how that like helps you process and get out of your own head. And so I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as becoming an entrepreneur, it, I didn't, I never thought that that was a thing that I was going to do. It just kind of happened. <laughs> um, with your, let's go back to, you're talking about the coaching. Uh, I think, and I haven't, now you forgive me because I have not been, um, through this personally, but um, seeing it with a family member and talking to him, it, it, do you feel that the, it's this, even though you're surrounded by people who love you and support you, there's this sense of aloneness that only somebody who's a survivor or someone who's going through it understands. Do you feel that that's true or n- not true? Um, I think that there, yeah, I think that there's a lot, a lot of times people want to, to say things like, oh, my so-and-so, or mm-hmm. I know my, you know, third cousin twice removed, or, you know, things like that um, definitely happen a lot in the in conversation process. Um, but I think, and I do think that there's a lot of times that uh, people are there and they are so supportive and, um, you know, and it rekindled friendships for me. It brought people back into my life that, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't had relationship with for a while or, or even people who, there are people who just don't know how to be supportive. And so they distance themselves and, and that happens too. Um, and I don't think that there's a, a right or wrong, uh, answer there. Um, but I think as, as someone going through it, yeah, there's definitely kind of those moments of I'm in this by myself. Um, my, even my daughter, uh, was again, she was six when I was diagnosed. And so that's, that's hard. Like that's a hard process, but she started to distance herself. Like when I lost my hair and mommy's like physically changing. And so it became really hard for her to like, 
kind of understand what was happening there. So it did become, it did feel kind of lonely in those moments, especially like, you know, I was the one that would read the story at bedtime and, and then like, she didn't want me to. And, you know, and, and then again, like people think that they're helping by saying, I know this person or that person that, mm-hmm. you know, had cancer or what, and, and in those moments, it's not helpful. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, and it's, and it's okay that, you know, someone, but I, I think you don't mean to be, but you're almost a little selfish in that, mm-hmm. in that initial process that it's, I'm going through this and I'm going through it by myself. And I don't need to know about, you know, your, your half brothers, sister, whoever. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but yeah, I, it, it was definitely, I would, I would say definitely had moments of loneliness um, but again, then like I had, I had, you know, I'd have great conversation. My sister came and just sat on the couch with me for a few hours and we were just together and that was wonderful. Um, I had, I had friends who would make me, I, I have a girlfriend who is an art, she's an, she's an actual, she's an art therapist. And she made me kind of a care package of, of artsy things to do that were outside of like my, my genre. And so it was, yeah, it was, it was really nice to like have that support and know that I had that support and get the, you know, get the every couple of day text messages or whatever. So, yeah. Let's go back to the people that kind of don't know how to be supportive and but they care and they want to be, but they don't know how. So instead of embracing, they pull back, right? What would you say to them? What would you say to someone in the audience is in that predicament? Because sometimes people have a good heart. They just don't want to make things worse. They don't want to make things, they don't know, you know, they don't want to say, what would you tell that person advice for to to help their loved Um, ones? So I would encourage... Sure. So I would encourage them, um, make a meal. Uh, don't, and, and like, just if you like, if it's the type of situation where maybe you're afraid of allergies or things like that, ask, say, is there anything you're allergic to? I want to make this meal and pick a day. Like, don't just say I want it. Like I want to do it. And in theory, but pick a day on Friday, I'm going to bring you dinner. What would you like? Um, or just stop by, um, you know, text them and say, Hey, I'm on the way. I'm in the neighborhood. I'd like to just come say hi. Um, and then maybe take out the trash while you're there. Little things that, that are, that are necessities, uh, cleaning the toilet, um, making sure the clothes in the washer got in the dryer, just small tangible things that are, needed and are necessary that you're like going through treatment you're too tired to do yeah um and when your spouse um I I I was married when I went through treatment the first time I'm now divorced but he he was just as tired as I was because he was working and trying to to make sure I was okay and make sure our daughter was okay and so having a you know having someone make a meal or you know, take out the trash or those types of things. Those it's, it's the small, like tangible things that, that are, that are the most helpful and and mean so much 
Um, I don't know how many times I've had folks take out my trash. Uh, mm. My brother is one of them. Like he's one of, he's like my main man. And he's, he's, <laughs> he, he takes out, he takes out my garbage for me. And, um, and even now, and, and he mows my yard and those things are like so helpful. And my, I mean, I wouldn't be able to mow my yard now if it weren't for him. And so those are the things that I would say, you know, encourage, just, just show up. And, and it's okay to be uncomfortable, um, but just showing up is, is you're, you're showing how much you care. And so I, I think I love that. that I love that because I think it's just being present. You don't even have to have the conversation, just be present. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your art because I want to get into your art. So you do, you work with metal, right? So tell us what kind of art it is. Is it jewelry, right? Is it jewelry? It's so mostly jewelry. I do some ornaments. Um, I have uh, this, I I call it my, uh, my charm necklace. I have uh, a wolf that I cut out that says mama stamped on it because I'm a mama wolf. My name means wolf. I've never really associated with uh, Mama Bear, but it's uh, Mama Wolf just made more sense for me. Uh, I have a, I call it my flat chested totem. I had a double mastectomy with what is called flat, uh, aesthetic flat closure. Mm -hmm. And so this is my flat totem. And then I have a little charm that says I can, I will. And that I actually got from another jewelry artist who is fantastic. And then this is just a button that belonged to my grandmother. Um, and so I just kind of made a charm and, and I wear that. And so that, that's just kind of like small scale. Um, I make rings and oh, um, beautiful. This is, thank you. Uh, and then uh, I do some bracelets and some earrings. And so I do a little bit of everything. I work with sterling silver and copper mm. Mm. And I set stones and I love, I love taking a stone and making it a ring or a pendant and just starting the process. I, I create my bezels, my cups for my, the, the cups for the stones. I create all of those from, from the ground up. They start out as sheet metal and bezel wire. And, um, and I started, uh, I started metal smithing, uh, February will be eight years ago. Mm. And, um, and I took a class and I was just like, where has this been all my life? Like, this is, this is, <laughs> I love it. And it's so much fun to be out, you know, to be at the workbench pounding metal and melt, you know, getting it hot and melting it. And, and then like at the end, once it's been cleaned and polished, like having this piece of, of wearable art, um, is, is something that I love to do. And, so that's, that's kind of how like the business aspect of, of jewelry making started. Uh, I realized I've probably been making jewelry in some form or another. Most of my life used to love making friendship bracelets and oh, yes. stringy beads and, and it's just kind of progressed. Um, and so that's, that's just something that I, you know, again, I love to do and, and have a lot of fun doing. If somebody wanted to get a hold, I'm going to break this up. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you for your coaching, what would be the best way to do that? So warrioratisancoaching.com is, is my, uh, is my website. Uh, once you're there, you can message me 
Um, you can see the products that I've made. Um, you can uh, shoot me an email. Uh, I think there's even like a, a private message aspect on there. Uh, so it's just warrior spelled out, artisan spelled out, coaching, uh, and then .com. And that's probably the easiest. You can also use Warrior Artisan Coaching to uh, find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and so if that, if that works better for you, then, um, and then a, a I'm just a private message away. And let's talk about your jewelry now. If someone wanted to say, hey, you know what? I want to support a small, um, a small uh, woman business owner. I, I want to support a cancer uh, survivor. I want to support a, a woman out there saying, you know, you're not taking me down life, you know, you know, bring it on. And sure. how, and I think that's you. And, and I'm very Thank impressed. You. I'm very impressed and inspired really and truly. How would they, do you have a website for your jewelry? So the, the, the jewelry website is Nikki, M-I-C-K-Y-A-N-N.com. Nikki N.com. Uh, Nickyn.com. I dropped the E. Uh, didn't want any uh, infringement uh, lawsuits or anything um, with with spelling it like Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. Thought it might be better to spell it a little differently. Plus, I just really like the M I C K Y spelling. Um, so yeah, so Mickey yeah. No E. No E in the no, Mickey, guys. No E, no and, e in the Mickey. No E in Ann. No 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 E's. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, I always tell, I always ask the same question as you're going through your journey as a, and we're going to, we'll shift into a business a little bit. Cause we talked about um, your story, your, how you overcame and struggled with breast cancer. Uh, let's talk about as an entrepreneur starting your business, what was maybe one or the two things that you didn't know that you really learned um, going into it? Oh goodness. Uh, one or two things I did. So business is hard. Um, business by yourself is hard. Uh, you, you wear all of the hats. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So number one, I think knowing that you, you're, you're it. So having a good support system, a good sounding board, uh, is really important. I have a couple of girlfriends who will listen to my ideas and are, are good enough friends to tell me when they're not the best of ideas. Um, <laughs> or if they feel like I'm pushing myself too much, they'll say, mm -hmm. mm, is that, is that too much? Um, so yeah, so having a good support system and that, that those sounding boards is really important. And then also it's okay to not wear all the hats. If there's something that you are not great at, whether it's the bookkeeping end of things or the marketing end of things, whatever, don't hesitate to outsource. Don't mm -hmm. hesitate to find someone. A lot of times you can find someone in your circle that might be good at that, that might be willing to help you on the front end, um, get things set up, but it's okay to ask for help and do that. And so I, the, the, those are my two big, so they kind of encompass each other a little bit, mm -hmm. but Having that support system, but being being willing to say I need help, um, yeah. are the are the two. I love that you said that because that is it. You you are everybody. You are your everybody, and you know. And if you have the money to outsource your business, that or you want to invest in that, that's you know wonderful. Mm -hmm. But um, 
but people don't realize, well, I'm not a marketer. I'm not a salesperson. Right. Honey, you are. Yeah. You are those you, things. Yep. You have to learn to write copy. You have to learn to, to do graphics. Like yes. whatever it is, you photography with the jewelry business, you have to learn to do photography and be able to photograph your product. That's right. Um, build, build websites. Uh, I still am not great at it, but I built both of them. Um, I've also uh, kind of learned that I've got, I do have some support in that I've who, you know, periodically you'll check on my websites and make sure that they're still the way they need to be. So yeah, it's, it, it, but you are, you, at the end of the day, you're the one making all those decisions and, and having to do those things. I agree. That was great advice, Randy. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, you know, thank you, Randy, for coming on Fearless in Pink. We appreciate you sharing your journey. We, and through you, um, breast, with Breast Cancer, we, we appreciate you sharing um, your journey through your journey through entrepreneur, which you're, you know, I know that you're still working through that. You have your new coaching business, you have your jewelry business, you have your daughter. You're a rock star. You're a rock star, Randy. Randy, the rock Thank star. You. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you for coming on.